You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. I'll show you how to get rich too. You want to get the things that I got and do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey everybody, what is up? Today is October 21st, and you are listening to The Shoe Money Show live on Webmaster Radio. Download the apps, listen to it on iHeartRadio, download the podcast, and everywhere else you can get it. Today, I'm happy to have one of my oldest friends in the industry, Mr. Aaron Wall, known as SEO Book to many. Um, If you're looking for a book on SEO, he wrote it. So they always say uh, he wrote the book, but Aaron actually did. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeremy. How's it going? It's going good, man. It's really good to talk with you. Um, as I said, I've never met in the industry. You and Jennifer Slag and Bozer and a couple. I was so intimidated when I met you guys. I was, I was like, probably don't remember, but I was, I was just like, oh, there's Aaron Wall. It was just really? you guys were. Yeah, yeah that, I, don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> you guys were. I mean, it was like Boykin and. Todd Friesen, you guys were just such legends at the time. You 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 were the SEO book guy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I had already read your blog a lot by then, so <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. I had like a little following, but it was mostly just by causing shit. Uh huh. Yeah, you you could get te- you could get on TechCrunch at will. It seemed for a while there. It did seem like that. So, like, it's Wednesday, three p.m. I need to get in TechCrunch before five p.m. What do I do? Yeah, I need I, a game but- dig. Neil, yeah. Neil, get your little account and get this for me. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, we go way, way, way back. Um, and so we, before we we got on the show, we had a few minutes to catch up. But Aaron, uh, I'm really happy you joined me on the show. It's a great example of someone who you see a lot of people who start out with blogs and then they fizzle out, don't really do much, whatever. Aaron, um, amongst writing SEO book, doing a lot of SEO over the years, also took his blog, which was a huge blog. And had huge readership and has huge readership, but actually made his blog into a business website, which is something that I've contemplated doing for the last couple of years. So I wanted to talk to him about that as well. And also just, you know, get his thoughts on the industry, how it's evolved and, and things like that. Now, Aaron, for those of us who don't know you, and I'm sure you've did it a million times like me, can you give us just a short uh, synopsis kind of of how you got to where you're at? Sure. So I started with SEO stuff a little over a decade ago. Uh, back then, I didn't really have much money, but uh, like, but understood the idea of, of search targeting uh, being highly valuable with the traffic. So from that, I fell into SEO, uh, and you know, we've published a variety of sites. Um, SEO book has always been my <laughs> certainly the highest effort site in terms of uh, how much times went into it and so on. Um, it started off as a blog. Before I did SEO book, I had a, um, a static site, which was a dot .info and hyphenated, horrible. Uh, and it never took off quite as well as it could have. But back then, I saw that uh, people who were writing blogs were getting a disproportionate share of attention and links. So I figured it made sense to <clears throat> make a site that put a blog front and center at that point in time. Uh, and then I... Sold uh, that ebook based off of that, and then from there, um, I could see after about a half decade uh, of that, 
uh, maybe four years. Uh, I could see that search is getting so complex that the idea of a single linear guide to everything related to search is becoming less and less practical because all the verticalization, all the algos and that sort of stuff. So then we shifted over from the, the ebook model to running a membership site because um, as search gets more complex, giving good advice is more about uh, uh, having an interaction or dialogue rather than just kind of you know, here's the plan, you know, it doesn't, it, it no longer really is this uh, single sort of formula, you know, there's local, there's video search, there's all the different types of ads, and there's stuff like Panda and Penguin, and so that's, um, <clears throat> I shifted over just before Panda and Penguin came out, but um, that was the, the thinking that search was starting to get far more complex. And they, thanks for that. Now, um, we only have a half hour, so i got to kind of fire away with some questions here. But did you originally own the domain, SEO book, or did you buy that? Eight dollars. I mean, yeah, was it taken? You could just buy it for eight bucks back then. That's because okay. there was the common belief that no one wanted a book on SEO because SEO was too too rapidly changing, Da da da. That became maybe true later on but back then um i actually used that line of thinking even as one of the sales points is hey don't worry about uh the time it takes for something to hit print get a, a up-to-date electronic version so that yeah, became part absolutely. of like the sale single and has it was it always sorry my dog it was it always a hundred bucks uh no i it was originally 40 then uh shout out to a guy nicknamed nffc uh I, after nottingham Where's football club? I think uh, he uh, he recommended I set the price to seventy nine. He said that you should at least double it. Um, and then I um, that was the price of the ebook until I shifted to having a membership website. And and is it in print as well, or is it just ebooks? No, I've had. I was gonna do one in print, but uh, like stuff happened. Like I, you know couple weird things with health and so on and then uh mm-hmm. next thing i know panda and penguin and all that stuff was out and then i was like eh. <laughs> it's like yeah you know, the idea of writing a print one it's like you know because that's the hard part with seo is google can arbitrary like like imagine if you had a whole <clears throat> chapter on uh top tips for finding guest blogging opportunities right and then like <laughs> google's like you know the next week guest blogging is evil thou shall die so it's it's hard you know Absolutely. I think, you know, everything, people always find stuff on my site and they're like, I followed what you said and it didn't work. And I'm like, what, which what? And it was like something I'd written in like 2007. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that, that didn't work actually three months after I wrote it, let alone seven years. So yeah, I mean, I definitely can relate to that. One of the things, and so for those like SEO book, um, it was the definitive guide for SEO, and you'd be hard pressed to find someone. And I, I have no idea how much you've made off the book, but I mean, it, as far as like the best selling ebook ever, like highest grossing ebook only, never went to print. I think it, it's got to be up there. I think that's it's got to be yeah. up there. Yeah, if you think about that's, it. Uh, well, there's well. Some of the fiction ones that have come out after Kindle came about, I'm sure, have done really, really well because um, <clears throat> I know you're big fans of uh, a big fan of Seth Godin, and <clears throat> I know with when uh, I remember reading some of this stuff, like um, <clears throat> he he obviously sells a ton, a ton of books. That guy's an amazing uh, marketer, uh, 
can really sell a lot of books. But like when you get into like the the business category, if you're an amazing business writer, maybe you sell ten thousand or a hundred thousand. That's just wow, right? Whereas in fiction, uh, you know, it's order magnitude or more that uh, people can sell of them. So. You know what's you know what's crazy when my I don't even know if you know I wrote a book, but uh-huh. I, yep. wrote, I wrote, what? Yeah, I, I remember you had. Uh, I think I was talking to uh, uh, Cygnus. Uh, he mentioned it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I wrote a book, um, published paperback, did the digital thing. Um, and it, it didn't really – I mean it, it, it sold about 50,000 copies before and then it got picked up by Barnes & Nobles and like three other outlets. Um, but when you do it through CreateSpace, it kind of like you don't get – so Barnes & Nobles bought like 100,000 copies. And uh-huh. only they didn't pay for them, right? So right. it's really weird how it works through CreateSpace. So it's like, holy, sh- I just sold 100,000 copies. That's amazing. And, you know, because I get like, what, two bucks per or something. It's super, uh-huh. super no- nothing on a paper. But still, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's a nice little chunk of change. So, mm-hmm. but then they return. So then I only got credit for about 30,000 of those. So uh-huh. it was it was just weird because they, I don't know. And, and I talked to Seth Godin uh, after and he was, you know, congratulating me and whatever. And I said, you know, do you think I should approach a publisher or someone to push it? And he said, you know, unless you're going to pay for the shelf space, which is about 40 grand to do a test someplace, nobody's going to pick it up. And then fortunately they bought it through create space. But yeah, it was just the, the whole publishing industry is, is kind of, kind of went off on a tangent there. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were talking about, and one of the things, seobook.com was a definitive source and everything. Aaron had an affiliate program for his book, crushing the book, selling it, blogging all the time. And every every article, you know, and, and that was, and honestly, I, I read your blog every once in a while. But back mm-hmm. in the days of RSS, you know, it was like every article you wrote, I read. I mean, everyone, you know, Pro Blogger, you, you know, Matt Cutts, um, other people. Uh, you know, influential Greg Bozer. You know, you guys didn't post very much. It was semi like me. You know, post like two, three times a week or whatever, but really put a lot into it. And um, you know, and then kind of like the whole RSS thing kind of died out. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's uh, like uh, humans are generally optimized towards <clears throat> laziness and easy routines. So, like snacking on looking at Twitter for five minutes is easier. Then, like, because if a person follows uh, a bunch of RSS feeds and then they get a bit behind, and then they keep saying, "Oh, geez, I got, I have all this work to do. I have to catch up." Or something like Twitter or Facebook, you can go there whenever you want, and if you miss stuff, eh, who cares? So, and a lot of that's self-reinforcing because a lot of the people that used to be other bloggers who would. Um, Escalate the importance via linking and att- and sending attention towards uh, writing really good work. Now it's just on the social stuff, and half life of that stuff is, you know, like so many so many minutes or an hour, and then a lot of that stuff fades away. All right, well, we got to take a quick commercial break, and uh, when we get back, we're going to get into a lot more discussion with SEO book Aaron Wall. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on WebmasterRadio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. 
InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. My name's Shoe Money. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, Aaron, we were talking about some stuff now uh, with blog readership and whatnot. And uh, myself, I found that, you know, with, with Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff getting a lot of traction... Really like the, I mean, I used to write a, a post and there'd be 50 to 150 comments per one. And now if I get five to 10 comments, I mean, the, the readership's actually increased as far as stats go, but, but the engagement is not there. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that, yeah, I think, I think comments and then other blog posts were like the two ways people really, uh, you know, engaged in the past, and now people just have a quick, uh, you know, just a quick blurb on Twitter or whatever, and then that's it. So it, <clears throat> it's hard to get engagement. You know, are you into Reddit at all? Um, I look there once in a while, but I, I don't routinely go there very often. No. I like it for some of the sub Reddits because uh-huh. um, there's re- some really interesting ones that cover specific topics. But yeah, I mean, I. It's it's just interesting how I mean RSS I think will always be a good tool for <clears throat> developers like an API almost, um, but I, I just I mean obviously with uh, Google not sporting feed burner anymore and hasn't for probably two three years now and um, shutting down Google Reader which yeah is huge yeah that was I think that was really the signal that it's dead I mean cause, see I don't think I don't think it was dead I think the problem is. <clears throat> Uh, Google would rather everyone has to go through Google, at least their browser, but maybe their search index and search for someone to find them and go back to them that way rather than have the stuff to the reader. Because if people have to conduct the search to get there or even just type the URL, Google at least gets to uh, – Google can gets a chance to monetize that search result set. 
or redirect that attention flow and try to push uh, and, and create relevancy signals out of it. So, so you, mean, you mean like the, the whole re- Google wants the real estate so they can well, see everything kind of? Yeah, I mean, you can say that the, that the 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 reader was real estate in of itself, but the problem is, is if where there's direct relationships, so where there's a direct relationship between publisher and consumer, uh, Google really wants to, in a lot of ways, try to disintermediate that as best they can, because if if you're less reliant on Google, Google has less influence over you, so. You can look at a lot of different areas, and over time, you know, it's like, oh, how do we add friction here? You know, okay, no more keyword sending keyword data. Let's kill Google Reader. Okay, priority inbox in Gmail. So all their, you know, if they got if they got someone on email list, hopefully we'll redirect that over to this other tab. Uh, so this way, people hopefully have to keep spending to keep getting attention. You know, that's an interesting look at it, but it makes a lot of sense. The um, I I think the whole when people and this is just switching topics to just general seo stuff um i've never gotten more questions about seo from local businesses than it just seems to grow all the time and um it's it's just really interesting because it's it's like people are like what do you recommend for seo and i and this is me i i just say well honestly like you know there's here's here's like five bullet points for on-site and then the rest of it is just all about getting content out there or whatever to build backlinks to your site. What do you say? Uh, <clears throat> probably, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's, well, I say a lot. I don't know how to. I know. Um, yeah, so with a lot of, I almost would tell people who are, um, it really depends on the market they're in. So if there's going to be a really competitive market, do they have some asset point of differentiation, some angles, something that differentiates them in the market uh, that they can leverage? Or So you're, you almost have different, different um, approaches. So if it's not a very competitive market, like a small geolocal market, you might be able to do well getting some local citations, just a few links, decent on-page SEO. That could be enough. But then if you're in a market that's dominated by some of Google's vertical ads, uh, and top brands say like you're in e-commerce and you're selling some you know the sort of stuff that's available on Amazon maybe you don't even do SEO or maybe you try to get your listing on Amazon to rank better rather than going through the expense of ranking your own site um, you still might want to have your own site so that as Google becomes more anti-competitive towards Amazon shifts away from that maybe you have the opportunity to build links and trust signals against your site and eventually maybe you can compete but off the start maybe you need a shortcut of writing on one of those platforms or such so it's really dependent upon the 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 keyword the keyword theme how competitive it is you really have to look in the search results to see what's ranking um for the core term and some of the related terms to really have an idea of what your best approach is I think you just gave away a monster tip there that I want to expand on a little bit. Um, you said Amazon, and, and and that's really kind of leveraging their SEO authority, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I did that was – I would love to say like I in- engineered this and I planned on this. But my book um, – okay, so my book is there, and it's ranking for shoe money, like third 
like right mm-hmm. away, like it, it just does. It ranks really well for shoe money, and I'm like, well, wow, I've I've got a lot of really good content out there with links and, and a major authority. I'm surprised it popped that fast. So then, um, but I also put um, so then I'm like, let me put together this incredibly keyword rich guide that would just be a funnel to my um, to my email marketing stuff. So I put together like the ultimate email marketing guide for businesses something like that just super keyword rich and stuff like that and then i went on one of these shady seo sites and bought a bunch of backlinks to it and it ranked number two for email marketing and i mean like you know business marketing and all this it just had huge seo value and it it got taken out about it lasted about a couple months um and i think i told too many people about it which is a bad habit i have Right, um, but, that's that's a way to ensure something yeah. dies if it's cheap and effective. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely kill stuff. But I think <laughs> I think you know, like it's it is like what you said is really interesting because if you get your products on, if you're if you're a new site starting out selling a product in a competitive industry, you've really got no chance in SEO at least for a good decade. Of, of, I, I I don't know that it's a decade, but I think it's it's maybe a, a year or two. You know, like you you gotta basically uh, <clears throat> uh, search engines want to follow people uh, rather than drive the flow of people is one way of saying it. I think uh, Sugar Ray said it best when uh, uh, she said that uh, Google wants to rank popular sites, but Google doesn't want to be the reason websites become popular. Mm. So from that mindset, it's like, how do I get outreach exposure? How do I get people like uh, to keep coming back to my site? And like, if you get people specifically searching for you, and you've mentioned this with like the John Chow stuff, if you get people specifically searching for you, then if enough of them do, Google ends up looking stupid if they don't rank you for, you know, your own branded search. Yeah, that was the John Chow thing was really interesting. Another really interesting in the John Chow situation was because um, I don't know if you remember, but I used to register all these domains that were expired or you know just sitting out there, and a lot of them were like pharmaceuticals and stuff that were just spammed to hell. And when I got them and redirected them, these sites started to rank really well. Now this was years ago, but that's when I, I told John Chow because his domain was banned out of Google. Google to just 301 to like John shout out CA and he did and it started ranking for his name like the next day like so back then it seemed to me that Google doesn't ban the the links they ban the actual domain so it was I don't know it was just something. yes sometimes the penalties they'll pass forward sometimes they won't do you think they're kind of elastic in that Elastic in that. What does that mean? They like, mean like, 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 just because something was banned a while ago, like that expires at some point in time. Uh, stuff does expire over time, like that. But uh, it depends on how, like, if they're like pissed off, like if if they're pissed off at you and your name's on a list, then it might not be <laughs> easy for it to expire. You know, you might have a a long uh, waiting. You know, your 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 golden brick road might just keep going and head to nowhere. Um, but if if it's just a typical one, yeah, it might be a one, two, three-year timeout or something like that. Okay, well, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll see you guys in another minute. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. 
Bubblefast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate Bubblefast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. Bubblefast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at bubblefast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubblefast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubblefast. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. My name's Shoe Money on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Aaron Walper back for our last and uh, quick segment, unfortunately, because we could talk all day. Um, Aaron, one of the things I want to talk about was, um, well, just quickly, um, wait, one of the things that used to be really awesome was like digital point forms. There was all these forms out there. And then they quickly got overrun as as internet marketing and all these people making money online from home and SEO started to go like really mainstream. You started to get all these trolls and kids being jackasses and there was, and, and the people who really knew what they're talking about fled. And then there was kind of the evolution of the private paid forums where people, you know, who really, you know, were, were good at it just, it was just such a great firewall. And so I think you evolved at the perfect time because it seemed like you evolved from, you know, writing your blog and doing, Doing this stuff, I mean, obviously you do still blog, but now you have a membership area of your forum. What was that evolution like? Um, well, that mainly came down to the the bit I mentioned earlier about how the ability to have a single linear guide was becoming less uh, practical because you could write a thousand page guide, and then most people aren't going to read nine hundred and seventy pages of it or whoever. <laughs> so that. Um, but I also I, I think you're right with the the level of uh, noise and such in uh, some of the public ones making uh, if you if you valued your time you could save a lot of time and like you could learn a lot of stuff about SEO in three or six months um, 
or you could learn it in three years, you know. So that's really what the idea was. It was about ho- hopefully helping people speed up the uh, the learning cycle and get quicker feedback whenever there's going to be big algo updates and that sort of stuff. Right, and also with your form, I mean, people can actually ask specific things that are related to them. Yep. And so they don't need to read a big book and then try to figure out which one would apply to them. They can say, hey, Aaron, I'm doing this. Or, hey, guys, I'm doing this. What do you think? And people will answer. And I've been on the forum. It's awesome. Aaron's in there answering questions. Um, there's there's a lot of – well, there's not a lot of good paid forums, but they're, the ones that are out there are pretty good because they don't last if they don't work. So, um, you know, Aaron right. said – how long has your paid form been going? About a half a decade. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh-huh. So, also, people, SEO Book has a lot of really awesome free tools that you can use. Um, you've also got a toolbar that's got a lot of distribution. Is that still going strong? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't been adding a lot of features to it recently, but that's because it's kind of got most of the features I'd want. Like, with a lot right. of those tools, I created like uh, stuff that I would use, you know? So. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like my motto, mod, motto I should say. I've always kind of built stuff that I wanted first and uh-huh. then, you know, just kind of like offered it to people and then sold it. Um, yeah. yeah, so what's what's on the horizon for the next evolution of Aaron Wall? I don't know. I, I do think online you have to kind of like self-immolate every five or six years. So I don't know what my next one is or whatever, though. You know, I might be uh, – I'm commenting when we first started chatting before the call how you seem more mellow um, – Maybe that's just uh, me. I've become more mellow and don't work as much. You know, that's kind of. I've already been doing lots more uh, exercising and not working quite as as long as I used to years ago. So, yeah, I know. I mean, for me, it's definitely been a big evolution. A lot of it was having kids. You know, now I'm running to karate twice a week, taking my kids to school, doing all this stuff. Um, and and priorities are a little bit different now than definitely than they were even three or four years ago. So it's it's interesting and it's been fun to follow, you know, the old crew of um, you know, yourself and, and several others and see how they've really evolved into building real businesses, you know, from you know, just taking their notoriety and, and money they've made and ways they've game search engines, not you specifically, but several <laughs> Yeah, I several would never others. do that. <laughs> and then there's you know, there's there's a, there's quite a few that just, you know, unfortunately didn't didn't evolve and died. Business-wise, I don't know if they died physically, but they died off business-wise. So, anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show. I wish we had longer to talk. Have a great day. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program 
are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.